Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo, Wobbly Wow, Ben and Mariah. Ah, wow, wow, wow. With Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah. Nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I got my beautiful plant, Thomas, next to me. I um he had a bit of a haircut this week. He's just gone a bit dry again. I, ugh, I can't keep up with the man. He's so he's either beautiful and looking amazing, or he's high maintenance and hard to look after. I can't seem to get a middle ground with him. I suppose it's um he does have me as a mother, so I'm not that surprised to be fair. <laughs> I hope you guys are good. It is a beautiful Wednesday, guys. We are almost through July. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. This year is flying, to be honest. I can't believe through all this freaking mayhem that's going on in the world right now that we're actually in the like second half of the year. I think I just want to know who the like big boss is going to be in this game of life in December because it's got to be like a video game. This can't be reality. Um... I see there's massive scare tactics in the UK today that there's a second wave of corona happening. So I have made the decision I am avoiding mail today. I'm just, I'm mail, what am I talking about? Newspapers and news and I'm just going to avoid it. I just don't want to see it anymore. I'm so tired of talking about it. I'm so tired of reading about it. So we're not going to be talking about it on this podcast today. It says me who's now started the podcast off talking about it. So yeah, anyway, um, I... I, I know I've told you guys on my last podcast that I've been growing these sensitive plants. Um, and by George, are they sensitive? I can't stop killing these little seedlings, man. They're driving me mad. No wonder you can't get them anywhere. It's because they're so freaking hard to grow. Um, so for me, who's an absolute um, plant fanatic, I am really struggling. I sort of, I think I found the plant that's going to defeat me. But I got some Monsteria seeds as well. I actually got them. I ordered them off Amazon. She's March. I must have ordered them. It's now the end of July and I received them yesterday. So I'm going to try grow those and maybe just give up the, the prospect of being a sensitive plant grower. Because I can't get these bloody things. If any of you guys know how to get these things to actually live past like a moment, please let me know. Because I just, I can't figure it out. They just die for nothing. Um, it could just maybe be too much sunshine. I, I don't know. Um, but typically I've got a friend, beautiful friend of mine. He's moved down the road and, um, to the point that we've now got walkie talkies between our houses so we can talk to each other. Um, you know, heaven forbid we actually use a cell phone to communicate, but we think it's fun and we think it's funny. So we, uh, part of our housewarming gift, I got her some walkie talkies um, so we could actually chat to each other between our two houses, which are quite nearby. So uh, we went yesterday and got some soil. And of course, in typical James fashion, I bought myself a brand new plant. So I am welcoming Toby to the madhouse. Uh, so Thomas has got a brand new friend. We will hopefully um, keep him alive. So we're, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, but the reason why I'm certainly not an adult this week is I popped some laundry in my in my washing machine to sort of do a load the other day. And it's a, it's a front-facing machine, so you, you sort of slam the door shut. You close the door. You don't have to slam it, but I do. Slam the door shut, and then obviously you do your, do your laundry. And I hadn't noticed that there was a sock that, um, when I closed the door, the sock had, had compromised sort of the the sealant, if you want to call it, on the front of the, of the washing machine. So I popped the laundry in, walked off, went in a shower, you know, dawdled around. 
And when I came back into the kitchen, there was just water everywhere. So my floor's got a proper cleaning um, from all the washing, the washing detergent and, you know, obviously trying to get all the bloody water up. So I'm certainly not an adult this week. As usual, it's just uh, not meant to be. I'm still uh, completely lactose-free. Uh, week three now, to be honest. Um, I got myself some lactase 2000 tablets or something that I received. And um, I can't remember if I actually said this on the podcast or not last week. But they came in a in a container. It was So if you want to sort of imagine the container being about say, 10, 12 centimeters long. And the the quantity of the tablets is only about two centimeters long at the bottom. They've got all of this wasted plastic space in this container. It's beyond me why they would just use such poor packaging. But anyway, so I've been lactose, uh, lactose free. I went to a friend, this particular friend that's moved on the road, went to hers for dinner last night and thought, well, let me give them a try, see if they actually work. So pop two of those tablets. I even left some of the tablets there at her housey so that if, if in the future, if I have a bit of cheese, I can have one of these tablets. And uh, I woke up at about five o'clock this morning and I just couldn't settle. I just really was uncomfortable. I couldn't settle. I felt like I was super hungover. And um, next thing I had to get up and I got so sick. Um, and then I was fine. I sort of got all that cheese out of my system. So I just think... The bottom line is I need to stay off cheese. I'm definitely I'm definitely lactose intolerant. My body just is just reject ever since I've had corona, it's just rejected uh lactose. Um it's just it's quite strange. Um I heard my I, I could have this number completely wrong, so please don't come at me if I've got it wrong. My mom was saying to me the other day that I think there's I'm gonna get this number wrong. It's like a hundred and forty seven again, number could be wrong, symptoms that people have developed after corona. And one of them is wetting your bed. So thank goodness I haven't got that symptom. But the symptom I seem to have developed is that now I seem to be lactose-free, ever since, um, um, lactose intolerant ever since I had corona. So it's really strange how it, these things affect your body. I must say my lungs are definitely not 100%. I'm not a smoker. So, um, you know, it's not like I've got damaged lungs anyway, but my lungs are certainly not right since I've, since I had this, um, this coronavirus. So it's crazy. Sorry, I desperately needed a sip of coffee there. My throat is just getting a little bit dry from when we're talking. Anyway, uh, yeah. So what else is new? So, <laughs> so we, I went to B&Q yesterday. B&Q is a store in the UK where you can buy plants and like power tools and Housey stuff and files and like basically it's like a, a like a hardware store if you want to call it that massive hardware store. Um, so this friend of mine has with with moving has all she wanted to repot her pots and she's obviously got some new stuff she wants to put into a new housey because it's the first time she's living all by herself without housemates in the UK. Um, so we walked into B and Q. I was literally the driver and like assisting with advice on soil and that was you know my role. And I walked out with more stuff from B&Q than she even went in there for. So we bought a rug. I bought a wee. I bought a rug for my hallway. Um, and my friend, we had found, we had seen a rug. So they, as you walk, when you're in the, uh, in the rug section, they, they've got sort of like a wall of rugs. And you can, you can shift them along and have a look at the rugs. And they're all hung up. And we had found a rug that we, that we thought was particularly good for her flat. And um, 
she we called over the assistant because the ones that, then you sort of pick the number and then you go across to the to the other end of the hall and then you pick out the little rug that you want that that matches that number and the rugs that match that number were just not the same color they were like a lighter i mean the the, the tags said gray they certainly weren't gray they were more of like a beigey and then like had like flickers of color into it but the one on the display had more of like a green tint shirt and we thought it looked amazing um so we called the display person over, or one of the, the store assistants, and we're like, look, we really like the one on the display, but we don't like the one that's actually for Rafa. Can we take the display one in exchange for that one? And she was like, no, we don't give away displays. So we made the decision between us that we were just going to take the display one anyway. So we switched them around and put the, the new one on the display and took the display one with us. Um, and then when we got to the, the checkout counter, we um, we sort of made it clear to them that we had done that. And they were they were fine with it. The guy was like, I don't mind. Like, I don't care. As long as there's one up, they don't care. So I think she was just a little bit um, lazy to the fact that um, she, it would actually require her to do about 37 seconds of work. So it wasn't great service yesterday. But we got everything we needed. I got a lampshade for, oh, that's what I got yesterday. So I've been scouring Facebook Facebook marketplace for like odd, you know odd bits of furniture and stuff. I've got a section in my lounge, which which is sort of a dead section. I'm gonna um, hold on one second for me. Right, I'm back, everybody. I had to quickly put my podcast on pause to just accept a delivery at the door. So I, I had ordered. Um, I I drink quite a lot of bottled water, and I know it's really bad. I should I should get a sort of purification system. Um, but the water in, in London in particular is not really great to drink. It's not really good for you. It's full of um, lime scales. So I tend to drink bottled water. But instead of me going to the store and buying like bottles and bottles of water for the month, I get it delivered to my door. So that just happened. So my delivery arrived. And then while I was recording the podcast, I sort of like, they're a bit early then. And they should have been delivering, to be honest, which is great. It's great service. Thanks, Tesco's. It's really a great service. Um, and Tesco's does this bottled water. And each bottle of water is 17p. So you can't turn that down. You know, you, you normally buy six, I think, for like £2.50. So you save for, you know, I buy 30 bottles of water for the month and make sure I try and drink one a day. Um, and it's only costing me four quid, so it's really worth it. So I get Tesco's to do that and then the bulky stuff like, you know, cleaning products and bathroom products and, you know, that sort of stuff. I just get delivered to my door. And because I live on the second floor, it just saves me carrying it up and downstairs. So, and the delivery guy's quite sweet. He told me now he's going on holiday in two weeks' time. So he's very cute. <laughs> so quickly I had to do that. I'm back. I had a massive gulp of my coffee. And we're rearing to go again. So what I was saying before I ran off, because obviously, you know, for you guys, this is just a flow of conversation. But for me, I had this conversation 10 minutes ago. Um, but <laughs> I, I go on Facebook Marketplace and scour for furniture. And I've got this dead space behind my couch in my lounge, which is like, a, I've got like a, a big bay window. And I've really struggled to fill that space and find something to go in there. And I always wanted a desk. I wanted a, an antique writer's desk. And I keep finding these beautiful desks and then losing them or somebody else was taking them beforehand. And I found the most beautiful leather chair the other day. And again, somebody nicked it before I even got there. So I, within 10 minutes of finding this little writer's desk yesterday, I contacted the seller and he was like, yep, it's still available. I was like, I'll take it, I'll take it. And he had put it down for 35 quid. And I was like, done, I'll take it. So I organized my mom and a friend to come help me. And I expected this massive, you know, antique writer's desk to be rather bulky and heavy. 
and we ordered a zip van, which is a, a car service in the UK where you can either just get a car or a van and you pay per hour and then you fetch it from where it's sitting, use it and return it. And then like, you know, it's, uh, it's a really, really great service. If you're ever looking to sort of move furniture or if you don't have a car, because a lot of people in London don't have cars. It's, it's so irrelevant because we have such a, an amazing public transport system. Um, so a lot of people just don't have a car. So if you do need a car for any reason, you just use a zip car. And then, you know, you pay per hour, I think it's like six ninety nine or something for the hour. And you can sort of do what you need to do and then pop the car back where, where it's meant to be. So it's a really great service. Anyway, use the zip van service um, to go and fetch this um, this table. And when we went to, when we arrived, we said it was a lot smaller than I had expected it to be. I mean, it, we only needed two people, certainly not three. And of course, um, you know, getting it to my house and up into my house and stuff is great. Needs a little bit of love. I think the top leather of, of it just really needs a re re replenishment. And I, I would certainly consider re-sanding it down and maybe um, just giving it like a really fresh look to it. But it's beautiful. I'm very happy with it. So we did that. Um, so that's been my adulting moment for yesterday. And then, of course, I spent, you know, more money than I should have at B&Q. So I've been on a bit of a spending spree <laughs> the last two days, which I probably shouldn't do. Uh, but it's all right. Everything's going well. Um, I, I've got an, a really good looking postman um, who brings my mail. And I must say, if I know there's a parcel coming, I do, I do slightly make an effort for the postman when he comes to the door. And I had missed a parcel on Saturday and had it redirected on Monday, knowing that he was coming around. Sort of, you know, made sure I didn't look half asleep. Um, and when my doorbell rang... It wasn't him. There's a new postman. And I um, I was quite taken aback. And I was like, where's my postman? Where's my hot postman? So the, the guy on the other side of the door obviously has an amazing sense of humor. He goes, what, am I not good enough for you? Um, and we've sort of had like a bit of rapport ever since then. So um, it seems my, my really nice hot postman has left me. And I've got a new postman. But, you know, he may not be as, as dishy as the other one. But he seems to be quite nice. So we'll we'll build a relationship going forward, I'm sure. Um, and then the gyms have reopened. Hooray! So I booked myself in for Monday um, to go to go to the gym, and I booked myself in for Tuesday, which was yesterday. Both days I've ended up being so busy that I've missed both appointments and had to sort of go in and cancel my, my gym membership. So, I mean, not gym membership, my gym uh, time slot, because you have to book now to go into the gym. So I'm doing very well at this gymming thing so far <laughs> since they've been open. I still haven't gone. But I have moved a ton of furniture yesterday. Um, my friend now living on the road, I've walked back and forth there. You know, so I am getting some exercise coming in. And I made the decision the other day that my bedding, I love Egyptian cotton sheeting um, and, and duvets and stuff. It's sort of, it's my, it's what I like. Um, and I try and get, a, you know, exceptionally high thread count. So I, get, have, I like really good quality beds, uh, bedding. So my... Um, my bedding on my bed, because I like everything in my room being white, and then I sort of accessorize with, with the throws and pillows and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I noticed that my bedding had a tear in it, and I just thought, you know what, I've had this bedding for three, four years probably. It's, it just really needs maybe just a re replacement. Um, and I went the other day and got myself – I'm clearly shopping up a storm this week. I uh, bought myself new bedding, and I must say I felt like, oh, you know, when you'd like get in a crisp, fresh bed, uh, brand new bedding. It's just like you sleep so well. And I must say like this week I've slept so well and I think it's just brand new, like fresh bedding. Um, 
But especially because it's getting a little bit colder at the moment, the, the weather's certainly changing. I think winter's peep, peeping through in the evenings. And I even had to sort of close my bedroom window or close it more than it was was open the other night. It's definitely um, definitely getting colder. So I think the weather's going to start turning pretty soon. Um, so hopefully you guys stay warm out there. And hopefully it stays a little bit warmer for longer. I believe Friday is meant to be gorgeous in the UK. And then we supposed to have thunderstorms all weekend because of the gorgeous weather. But who knows? Who knows? I just, I miss, I love summer. Summer's definitely my, my time of the year. So, um, you know, I don't mind winter, but I certainly wouldn't want it anyway. So it's coming. Winter's coming back. Uh, but one of the things I am doing very quietly on the side at the moment, um, not something I'm quite ready to talk about, but I am looking to start my own business at the moment. Um, you know, very sideline, as I said, I've still got a day job. This My podcast is something I do for passion. It's not my full-time job. I wish it was. Uh, but I do still have quite a lot of wheels turning in the background. And I want to become an entrepreneur. And I want to sort of have my finger in quite a lot of pies and not work for the man anymore. I, I just want to, I want to be the man that I work for. So I am looking to start a business of my own. And I sort of started doing quite a bit of research. And I just thought that there's so many great things that you've got to consider that I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Because I think there's a lot of us that within this uncertainty of, um, you know, redundancies that are happening for all over the place, because businesses are shutting down, a lot of people are having to look at alternative things and I mean if you've got a really great idea why not start your own business so I think you've got to you've got to check how you can legally start a business especially in the UK you know you need to make sure that your your immigration status will allow you to work as a freelancer in the UK um, in particular I mean I am a British citizen so I would be able to start my own business but if you are a non-EU or EFTA national national you would have to consider uh, the right visas and obviously residential permits and stuff to work here before you can actually do all of that. Um, and of course, to register your business in the UK, you would have to do so through the through you know HMRC. And in order to do so, you would have to be legitimately allowed to work here. So that's the most important part. If you're not, I would suggest maybe getting a partner along that could help you. Um, that could sort of run that 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 could legally allow you to start a business because that's really really relevant. And I've now registered myself a little business on HMRC, so I can trade uh, what I want to trade. So um, the very first thing I had to start considering as well is writing a business plan. I think UK entrepreneurs have to have a business plan. You have to have a bit of direction as to what you're going to do. This will help you determine your the right business ideas for you for the UK how you're likely going to succeed, and how your business is going to be sustainable. I think it's really important. You can't just wing it and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell ice to Eskimos, and that's the end of it. There has to be a plan to get the ice. How are you going to market the ice? How are you going to you know, proceed? How are you going to maintain the ice? How are you going to pay salaries? There has to be a business plan. You have to know what you're going to do and research the market. You, know, you have to prepare your budgets for forecasting. You can actually download business plans and cash flow forecast templates um, from the UK government website. And they'll be able to give you all that information. So at least you've got somewhere to start. And I found that really useful because there was uh, some aspects on there that I actually personally, although I've gun ho ready to go and do this on the side, uh, hadn't considered a couple of things. So a business plan will definitely help you to do that. Um, and then, of course, you need to, your business has to have a legal structure. Do you, are you a sole trader or your partnership or your limited company? Or are you just a freelancer? 
you have to determine your type of business. It's really important when it comes to the tax as well um, that that gets uh, like sort of looked into. So that's really important. And of course, you've got to choose a business name and address. So if you're a sole trader, you can use your own name if you want. Um, you'll need an address within the UK that, that your business will be registered to for tax purposes. And of course, joining the company's registration in the UK. And then I think things like limited companies, sorry, <coughs> excuse my cough, oh, I'm clearing my throat there. Uh, only limited companies need to register their name. Although uh, others that are, tra if you've got like a trademark or something like that, you, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to sort of make sure that you have all the right information um, and the tax calculator and stuff, but you can get all that stuff on the Gov website. It's amazing. The website is really helpful. It's really geared to help companies. Um, I really recommend sort of scouring through that before you start. Um, and of course, if you're a UK entrepreneur, setting up a limited company is really important because you have to appoint directors, a company secretary, um, work out your shares and your shareholders as well. It's really important that you sort of have a, a memorandum, an article of association, I think. And then also you have to have a bank account. So again, you know, if you weren't able to work in the UK and legally have a bank account in the UK, you wouldn't be able to sort of do all of these things. So you have to consider that. <clears throat> I don't know why I've got this frog in my throat. I can't seem to clear it. Ignore me. Anyway, and then, of course, I said register with HMRC. It's really important. You've got to pay tax. You can't not pay tax. Um, but you've got to sort of, um, there's a couple of rules that I had a look at before you start your business. So you have to have license or permit. So if you're selling like food or alcohol, if you're playing music, if you're a trader on the street, you have to have a license to do that. Um, you need to have insurance. You know, you don't want to take the chance of somebody suing you guys. Like, it's really important that you protect your assets and protect your little business. So insurance is really important. And of course, if you're buying and selling goods uh, abroad or using, you know, if you're getting stock from other countries and stuff, you have to know the rules and regulations for importing into the UK. It's really important to know that because you don't want to get nailed, you know, for, for like a legal trade or something like that. So it's really, really important. And then I'd say sort of have a look at if you're a sole trader, general partner, limited company, um, private private limited i think there's public limited unlimited uh company and a sole entrepreneur so there's so many different things you have to like look at so make sure you you sort of like have that that wax before you go so it's really important and of course you know if you've got um if you work as a freelancer if you're self-employed or you're starting a business in the uk uh as i mentioned it's so important you have to you have to be able to work here so it's really really relevant um you know, for the taxing purposes and all of that sort of stuff. So it's really good to know. Uh, but yeah, so there's so much I'm working on. It's something I will talk to you guys about in a little while. There's actually more than one venture I'm working on at the moment, which is very exciting. Um, I'm going into partnership with a very dear friend of mine with a very cool business opportunity. And then I have my own idea that I'm starting. So there's so much going on in my little world, guys. It's very exciting. And I'm hoping that the, by this time, sort of next year, um, I will be doing my, my podcast full time, you know, and, and being able to give you guys more information and, um, you know, sort of like, you know, putting a lot more content out there than, than I currently am able to. Because at the moment, it's just me running this little this little passion project of a, of a podcast. But I, I do love you guys that follow me. You know, this I can definitely see some of you guys the minute my podcast comes out, you're listening to it. I've definitely got a, a really nice following. So I love you guys. Hooray! I'm gonna I'm proud of you. I love you. So thanks for being such um 
such loyal followers. I really do appreciate it. And guys, all of your DMs that you send me on my um, Instagram, which is just James Podcast, I love it, guys. You send me such great information. I've got a lovely lady who keeps sending me great information on Black Lives Matter. I really appreciate the knowledge. I asked for it. Um, you know, she's really educating me. I, you know, you guys send me jokes. You send me, you answer my conundrums. You ask me questions. It's very cool. I really like it. So follow my my Instagram, Just James Podcast, which is just underscore James underscore Podcast, and of course my Facebook. Again, I'm not as good with my Facebook as I am with my Instagram. My Instagram, I try and put some like funny pictures and stuff up as much as I can. Uh, things that I find amusing in hopes that you guys do as well. So I really appreciate it. And of course, if you do want some merch, um, if you go to Jamesy's Gifts, which is J-A-M-I, uh, no, J-A-M-S-I-E-S Gifts at Etsy, you can get some um, some hoodies and stuff for Just James Podcast. Uh, which will have my logo or a dream of puppies, which is my slogan. So, you know, um, you know, a little, little self uh, punt there on all my, all my faces. You can find me, <laughs> but as you guys know, I am also a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades. I've done quite a lot of things within my career. And one of the things I, um, I do have is I'm a qualified canine psychologist and behaviorist. I'm a trained dog groomer dog nutritionist I'm training dog CPR um and a couple of other you know sort of dog related things I'm, I'm dog obsessed as you all know hence why I always say dream of puppies it comes from something I've said for many many years to sort of friends you know when you finish a call or whatever because dogs are are a really relevant part of my life <clears throat> so you know I really really love dogs so and I I have a small dog walking slash mobile dog grooming business on the side that I sort of do on weekends and, and on request. Um, but somebody actually asked me the other day, we were walking in the, in the, uh, I was walking in one of the commons with uh, a friend of mine's dogs and somebody sort of stopped and asked if, you know, if we, if, if we knew of a qualified walker and I said, well, actually I am. And they said, Oh, well, you know, they, you know, they're looking, but they kind of don't know what to look for when they're looking for a walker. So they were just going to ask dog owners like what they thought. And I thought, well, actually, that's a really good thing to do. You know, the, one of the very first things you should do when you are looking for a dog walker for yourself and to match with somebody that's going to match with your dog really well is ask for recommendations. So a good way to start looking for a dog walker is always to ask people who they use. I mean, if somebody uses somebody and has for years, there's a reason why that person has entrusted them with your pet. So saying to somebody, you know, who's your dog walker, finding out their experience. And that's the important thing, asking their qualifications. If it's just some like hippie down the road that's taken this up as a job, I wouldn't, in my opinion, put your dog in their care. Because that person is not qualified to understand the behavior between dogs, the body language of another dog that's actually going to lunge and attack. You need to pre-foresee all of that. They also need to be able to work with different breeds together. They need to understand your dog breeds and the temperament of your dog. Because if they don't understand what that dog requires in levels of energy, in levels of exercise, you know, if you look at a Yorkie, for example, a Yorkie doesn't require a lot of exercise. They only need about 20 minutes of exercise a day. Whereas a boxer, you can literally run until it can't run no more. You know, there's there's different temperaments to dogs. You can't take a Yorkie and a Boxer on the same energy level walk. You have to consider the breed, the temperament, what that dog requires. Also, their diet. Are they overweight? Are they of elderly age? 
There's so many things that as a walker, they need to consider that. And if they're not trained to understand that, you're putting your dog at risk. You're putting your dog with somebody's um, hands that actually don't understand what they are doing. And that's very important to understand. So although if somebody's got a growing recommendations, I always say go with a recommendation. Um, I would always suggest you get that person to come and meet your dog where you can see um, sort of the co collaboration between the two. Is the dog comfortable? Is the dog happy? Have they got along? You don't want a dog to cower every time the walker comes around, but you don't even know that because you're stuck in the office and you're unaware of it. So you need to make sure that your dog is also approving that walker. I know it sounds crazy to people that don't have dogs, but our dogs know. You know, if your dog doesn't like somebody, you're not going to go near that person because your dog knows better. So, and it's really, you know, if some dogs are really shy and weary when they when they meet new people. If it's a dog that comes from a really um, awkward background, where you know, if it's a rescue dog, you know, you don't under, you don't know what that dog's been through. That that this person may trigger something within that dog it's the best thing to do is have you present and then you make that decision if that chemistry is right before you let that walker ask questions ask about their experience ask about who they walk at the moment what is their route um have a look at their body language and their behavior if they dismiss your questions and your and your and things like that why would you want to deal with somebody you want somebody that's going to literally love and adore your dog from the moment they're with them to the moment they leave, to the point that your dog should pine for them when they're gone. You know, that's what you want. That's what you really need to know that your dog is in really good good hands. I would say questions to ask is, where will you walk my dog? And get the route, understand the route. Are they going to be sending you photographs of that route? Are they going to send you a map of that route? Are they going to send, you know, if your dog goes missing, gets off a lead, gets hit by a car, you need to know where your dog is. You know, if your dog got off the lead and ran off, you need to know the vicinity that that dog is so you can help find your dog. It's important to know where they're taking it. Again, it comes back to the question of, um, you know, is is your dog, does your dog need excessive exercise? If yes, if they're taking it on like sort of a one mile radius walk, that's not going to burn that energy that, that your dog needs. They need to be taking it on like a burn energy walk where, and like up hills, into mountains, like things that, you know, I'm exaggerating on the mountains. I'm just saying... Um, that was actually going to meet the dog's energetic requirements as well. Um, you know, it, are they, what happens on a really hot day with hot pavements? Is that walker taking that in consideration? Are they just going to burn your dog's feet while they walk? In the snow, are they, you know, is there sufficient protection for your dog? You, there's, there's aspects that walker needs to be prepared for. Um, is your dog special needs? You know, if you if you have an unsocialized dog who's aggressive or isn't good with other dogs or in a pack, are they walking them by themselves? Are they walking them in a pack? How how have they determined that that pack walk is going to be suitable for your dog? That some other dog that you don't know is not going to turn on and attack your dog or hurt your dog? Is there insurance for that dog? It, does your walker have insurance? It, you know, if your dog gets hit by a car, unfortunately who's paying that bill you know does this walker have third party liability um you know you don't want to be lobbied with a vet bill for something you weren't even there for so it's really important to understand that that do that the walker is insured and that they have the correct insurance to protect your dog during that time um how long are they going for the walks for what is the duration of the walk what is the driving time if they're driving your dog somewhere you know you don't want them to drive your dog to like another county or city 
and then you have got no um you know proof of where your dog is you know there, there's things that you need you need to know exactly where they're taking your animal and your pet um and then are is this the specific person that's walking your dog you know some people run the business and they've got these little like kippies under them that do all the work so who is walking your dog um you know is your dog the most priority in their business you know if if they just if your dog's just a number to them they're just walking around a field they're not going to care about the quality of, of the walk they're not going to care about the quality of the dog if there's uh, multiple employees how can you be sure that you know who's walking your dog how can you be sure that your dog is actually going on the walk that they're saying they could literally put your dog in the car and go for a drive around the block and be like done and your dog's not getting walked you need to you need evidence that this is actually being taken place and unfortunately not everybody out there is um is going to be honest and tell you you know what's happening with with your pet so there's a lot of questions you need to ask and also know their train i keep saying this know their training background how long have they been walking dogs for uh, what is their training methods can you um can you use if you have trained your dog to do specific things like sit and roll over lie down when you walk, you make them sit at the robots, oh, not the robots, the traffic lights. Um, we call them robots in South Africa. Um, if you're, you know, if you're in the midst of training your dog to not pick up a toy without a command, is that person going to maintain the methods that you are training? Um, you know, if you specifically don't want your dog to do one, that jump in the in the pond. And then are they going to follow your rules and the methods that you agree with? It's very important that they, they understand what you're doing. If you have a rescue dog that's been through something specific and say, for example, is petrified of trains, are you going to walk them along a train line? Like you need to know exactly that your procedure for your animal is being met at all times. Um, license and insurance, it's so important. I can't specify. I say this over and over and over again and probably, you'll probably get tired of me make sure they're insured because if they're not legitimately covered by an insurance you could be liable to such a massive vet bill if something happens if your dog turns around and bites another dog you know that's a bill to yourself if they're not insured for that if they don't have the right licenses and they're not licensed to walk your dog then um you know be careful get all of that information and physically see the license physically see the insurance don't just take word value for it because people will take their chances um, you know, are they certified in canine first aid? Because if something happened to your dog, how would they respond to the emergency situation? It is so important that if your dog choked on something, if somebody bit your dog, your dog got hit by a car, you know, the worst case scenario is going to happen. Is that person trained to actually, um, to actually care for your dog in an emergency situation? Because there is a very big difference between life and death in a very short space of time when it comes to animal care. And, you know, when you've studied it, you know exactly how to put a dog in a sling. You know exactly how to give them CPR. And you could save that dog's life quicker than an ambulance could get there. Not that an ambulance will come for your dog, that's, you know what I'm saying, uh, or get to a vet or whatever the case is. And, of course, go for a test walk with them. You know, ask the potential dog walker if you can come along on a walk. The walk will most likely be on their best behavior during this outing, I have to warn you. But you still get a sense of whether or not they're the right choice for the dog. So if you've got an older and a slower dog and the walker insists on marching along and rushing through and like powering through, you know immediately it's not going to be the right walker for you. You know, if your dog's got arthritis in its back hips, they're not going to like want to 
jump up and down over obstacles on, on the park. You know, there's, there's things you've got to pay attention to your dog's needs, your dog's body language, and whether or not they're happy to be with that right person. And then don't give up if your first dog walking candidate doesn't work out. There are so many people that are going to love and care for your animals out there. And I wouldn't always suggest going with the brand names and the biggest names in the block because normally those guys have got 30, 40, 50, 80, 110 dogs that is your dog will never be priority. If you've got a smaller little company that literally is doing it out of passion, then they're going to work better with you and your dog and they're going to make sure that your dog is safe and comfortable and happy in his walks. And, you know, if you get little photos of their walk together and a little report card every time, it's a really cute thing you can put on your own Instagram accounts, you know, you can put on your social media. So I think, you know, you can brag about your walker and like the love that they have for your dog. And I follow quite a number of dog sites um, on Instagram and things like that. And when you see their sort of daily report from their dog walkers, most of them are insanely cute. You know, I follow one dog. It's called Dean the Dog. Oh, Dean, Dean the Basset Hound, I think. Uh, let me look on Instagram quickly. I think it's Dean. Um, he hates walking, like hates his walks. So, of course, some days the walker just cannot get him out the door or get him further than he needs to go because he doesn't want to go for his walk. And it's more funny than anything else because he just doesn't want to go for his walk. So I really enjoy it. It's called uh, Dean the Basset, if you want to follow it. It's an official page. It's a great... Actually, that's going to be my social media recommendation for this week, Dean the Basset. He is... The funniest basset hound. He's got two best friends, Chief and, um, oh, there's another one. There's Chief and something else. They're all bassets. And uh, he's a really great dog to follow. It's a really, yeah, Chief the Basset is, is his best friend. And, um, yeah, it's a really, really sweet page to follow, to be honest. it's um, He's really funny because he just hates walking. And in winter, he's worse than he is in summer. And often, you know, the, the Instagram of him is mainly you know of him passed out or like chewing this little pig or um you know sort of like having a go at um trying not to walk and sort of lying down um on the walkway so it's a great little page to follow i would certainly recommend it it's definitely definitely a good one uh so that'll be my recommendation for this week and then oh let's go back to um last week's conundrum um you guys got this one and i i thought i was being really funny but i must say pretty much the majority of you sort of got got simian inbox so well done guys so last week was which word in the dictionary is spelt incorrectly and the answer is incorrectly so you guys i thought i was being really funny but uh nobody <laughs> nobody saw through my room so this week's conundrum is what has a head and a tail but no body what has a head and a tail and no body? Uh, so that is this week's conundrum. If you want to send me your answer, DM me on Instagram, Just James Podcast, and give me your answers, and I will give you some great. Uh, I'll I'll give you a shout out if you get that one right. Um, and then I had dinner at a restaurant the other night. You know, I haven't been giving. I like to give a review of somebody that gives me really great service. And you know, as I said, you know, with with whole with the whole. Um, you know, lockdown and all of that, there hasn't really been a lot of instances for me to give good recommendations, to be honest. Um, you know, I haven't really been going anywhere. I haven't been spending much money. I've sort of stayed at home. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a big homebody. I love being at home anyway. So I'm, I'm weirdly like I'm exceptionally social. And then at the same time, I love the sanctuary of my home. So, you know, I'm, I spend a lot of time with friends and then 
there's also a side of me where I kind of want to close the door and I don't want anybody in. So it's, it's you know, best of both worlds, I suppose. Um, but a beautiful friend of mine uh, invited me out for dinner and we went to a place called Oaxaca, which is sort of like a Mexican restaurant. Um, there's a chain of them in the UK. And we went to the one in Wimbledon. And it was the first restaurant I'd been to since sort of lockdowns broke down. So I'm not quite used to the one-way system in all the restaurants. There's these like, um, like, what's the word for it? It's sort of like a, like barriers. But I don't want to say barriers. It's sort of like a, there's screens between each seat so that when you're sitting, you know, your families are protected from other people sitting sitting nearby. And they popped us in a booth. And we had this waitress who was so funny. She she was just my cup of tea. She just had the greatest sense of humor. She was witty. She was sort of cheeky. She was such a great um, waitress that when we left, I think our bill came to like 57 pounds. And myself and my friend both agreed we'll just put 35 pounds in, which came to 70 bucks. It sort of gave her more than a 20% tip. Uh, I think it's, yeah, probably, it was probably around, I can't do the maths off the top of my head. Um, and she was, she, so when we sort of paid and she was like, no guys, you've, you've overpaid. And we're like, no, 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 the tip's yours. And she's like, what? I can't believe that. And she was so gracious for a tip. And I think especially after when your service providers, like your waiters and your barmen have been in lockdown for so long, you know, they rely on their tips. And she was so gracious about receiving such a tip that it actually made me feel like I'd done something really nice. And meanwhile, I mean, I was giving her like an extra fiber, you know, six pounds, maybe seven pounds, maybe, uh, you know, but from myself and then obviously from my friend. And um, it, it really left an impression on me that, you know, just doing something small and kind that for, for giving me a really great service was so like, so appreciated that I really, really would go back just to actually have her serve me again because I enjoyed her company, first of all. She was entertaining. She brought the products that we asked for. She did so with a smile on her face. And at the end of the night, was actually gracious for, for us appreciating her. It was a really, really good experience for me to the point that I actually, for days afterwards, I was like, I really hope she's had a great day today. You know, like it was, it was extremely good service and I really enjoyed it. So... Shout out to Oaxaca, guys. If you guys are looking for a good restaurant to go to, um, go there. And their staff are great. So, you know, I would I would recommend them. And also the food's good. I mean, really, really great Mexican food. I love Mexican food. And you know me. I love my tequila and Moscow mules. So had two great Moscow mules while I sat there um, and dinner. So it was a really great night. So I would really recommend them. Uh, but, guys, you know, to have a creative life, we need to lose the fear of being wrong. And that's going to be my message to leave with you guys this week. And I hope you have a great week. I can't wait to speak to you next week. Have a great day. Dream of puppies. Goodbye.